This episode of Jewish Songwriter is brought to you by Temple Israel of the City of New York, a welcoming family of families devoted to community and repairing the world, located on Manhattan's Upper East Side. With an early childhood center, religious school education through high school, weekly musical services, and an inspiring array of social, educational, young professional, and Israel-centered programming and trips, you're sure to find your home in this warm and inclusive community. To learn more, check out www.tinyc.org. That's tinyc.org. Welcome to Jewish Songwriter, shining a light on the people and stories behind contemporary Jewish music, one song at a time. I'm your host, Sheldon Lowe, and now, on to the show. This week's Jewish Songwriter is Sue Horowitz. Welcome to Harlem, Sue. How are you? Thanks. I'm doing really well. Thank you. I should say welcome back, of course, welcome right? Welcome back. Yes, <laughs> because you're originally from this area, you were telling me. I am from this area. Yep. I grew up here in New Rochelle, New York, mm-hmm. and... Um, about 20 years ago, we moved to Maine, mm-hmm. um, and then we recently moved to Sioux City, Iowa. That's right. Yes. And so now I split my time between Maine and Iowa. For our listeners who don't know you, can you fill in the gap in your story about how you became a Jewish songwriter in particular? It was kind of by accident. Mm-hmm. I call myself the Grandma Moses of Jewish songwriting because I had not written a song until I was in my forties. Um, never really thought that you could write a song. It was not on my radar. We're not Um, talking about Jewish songs. We're talking about any song ever. Wow. Right. I was, I, I did nifty when I was a kid and I did song leading and then I played in bands around the New York area for many years, like rock bands the drinking age was 18, so it was easy to get like musical gigs around New York. Yeah. Um, but then they changed the age and things kind of dried up. And then I had kids and um, I taught like mommy and me music classes uh-huh. and basically put my guitar down for like a decade. Wow. Um, when we moved to Maine, we joined a temple. The rabbi is uh, Lev Baesh, who's mm-hmm. one of my absolute best friends in the world. Mm -hmm. And, um, this is when you're already an adult though. I'm an adult. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm like 40. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He, I don't know how we got on the conversation, but he said, do you play music? And I said, Oh, I I did a lot of that when I was a kid and I started leading music with him. But the only things I knew were like from 1979. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I went to Havana and I started to sort of like grow in my musical taste and sort of catch up. But at the time, I hadn't written any music, mm-hmm. and I remember sitting in, they used to have focus groups there, right? and I remember sitting in a group, and I think it was an age group, and somebody said, where can we meet the other Jewish composers? And I, I literally, like, I laughed. I'm like, who writes Jewish music? Bah! <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was silly. And yeah. then, you know, like a couple of years later, I was like, ah, oh, I I have an idea for a song. And I started writing it and I called Lev, who was my partner in crime, and he helped me write it. And then one thing led to another and I ended up in Josh Nelson's studio and when he was living in Boston. I was there too. Making a record with Uh him. Cool. And then I got on the first Ruach compilation with like the first song I ever wrote. And I thought, this is so easy. (laughs) Um, which was turns out not to be true. <laughs> right. It was just like right. a beginner's luck thing. Right, yeah. right, right. 
Um, but then once I started writing and I started recording, it, it was like, I just think it's so much fun. I love the challenge of, yeah. of how things kind of unfold. And right. I love the recording process. So I've had a bunch of CDs mm-hmm. and I'm always like, oh, what's the next one going to be? What's the next one mm-hmm. going to be? There's also been a progression in my songwriting. Because mm-hmm. I think when I started out writing, I was literally setting like Shabbat liturgy to music, which a lot of people I know do. And some people do it really, really well. But by the time you get to the last album, which is Notes from the Garrison, I don't know if you had an opportunity to hear it. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, um, when was that released? Um, 2016. Okay. Um, it's folk album. Yeah, that's cool. I feel like I've actually, uh, been on a somewhat similar trajectory recently. Really? Yeah. I mean, for me, first of all, definitely my first few albums and part of it was by design are, like you said, are very intentionally using, you know, liturgical text basically. See, you might've been intentional, but I didn't know how to write a lyric. So Uh, okay. (laughs) Well, I didn't either, actually. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, and that's, it, it's a big leap, mm-hmm. you know, from having, totally. from having like, okay, here's a piece of text and I'm going to put it to a piece of music and maybe I'm going to write some interpretive right. um, translation. Take some um, courage. It, it, yeah. And permission. Uh, yeah. You have to give yeah. your, someone, you have to give yourself permission to do it. Right. I don't right. mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, I'm totally yeah. agreeing with you because, yeah. you know, to go from that to writing, you know, uh, like one of the songs on the new album is about a bunch of guys who went to build a railroad in the West and, you know, and starved to death. Like it's, that's very far from Hine Matov. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. So who knows what'll come next? Hey, it's Sheldon here, just interrupting to tell you that today's podcast is brought to you by Banzoogle, who makes it easy to build a stunning website for your music in minutes. I've tried all of the major template-based sites, and the reason I use Banzoogle is because the whole platform is really built for musicians, with features like a free custom domain name, a commission-free store, unlimited download codes, and an email list platform for managing your list, sending targeted emails and analytics built right into your subscription. You can click the link in the episode notes or go to bandzoogle.com and use promo code Jewish Songwriter, all one word, to try it free for 30 days and get 15% off the first year of your subscription. That's promo code Jewish Songwriter. Bandzoogle, websites built for musicians by musicians. Let's shift gears okay. if we can. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to focus on your song, Peace Song, okay. from the new album. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell our listeners, can you tell me a little bit about the inspiration for the song? Um, I'd like to say that it you know, was something that I researched or that I read or that I whatever. But honestly, I, I'm a child of like... Pete Seeger and Tom Paxton and mm-hmm. and those kind of social protest songs were really important to me growing up. I felt I felt and I feel that they sit really well with Jewish values. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to write like an old school social protest song. That nice. was the only goal for that. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. when I write music, you know, once I wrote a song because I wanted to use a diminished chord, like mm-hmm. you know. Who knows what the inspiration sure. is, but this was, you know, the the social unrest and the political unrest of of how things have been going over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I think there's an endless supply of social justice songs that we could write. I wanted to have a Jewish 
flavor in it. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I used phrases like thunderous mountains Mm -hmm. and, and, um, there were a couple of phrases that felt rather like biblical to me Mm -hmm. that had a little gravitas to them. Yeah. When you have uh, performed this song, um, and shared it, what are some of the things that you do to like make sure that it lands really well in the audience? Do you have any tips or tricks that you've learned? Um, I always pre-teach the chorus. The chorus is one line and it repeats a number of times. Mm-hmm. And um, I, for me as a, as a song leader and a performer, and I, I don't consider myself a soloist because mm-hmm. I think um, being in community around music is way more important than sitting back passively and listening to somebody sing. Mm-hmm. I understand there are times that that's appropriate, but I am mm-hmm. much more interested in having people sing with me yeah. um, and, and be with me in the music mm-hmm. than I am for them to listen to anything yeah. that I have to sing. So a lot of the music that I do, including this song is, is very accessible for people. So mm-hmm. even if they don't know the, the words or the words are not available when I'm using it, they can always catch on to the chorus. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I perform with EJ Cohen, who you yeah, might know. Of course. Um, and sometimes we'll, we'll teach a little bit of sign as well. So uh-huh. it becomes more of like a whole body experience, which is really, That's cool. it becomes visual and it becomes kinesthetic and uh-huh. it becomes, you know, vocal and auditory. Absolutely. And then, you know, I just think that it elevates it uh-huh. even more. Do you, what's your process for writing? My process is that I get little nuggets of something. I call them nuggets. Mm-hmm. Um, they usually have words and a melody. I usually can hear the guitar part before I I even pick up a guitar. I mm-hmm. know I know what key it's in. I know. Oh wow. Um, yeah, I know. You know, this is an E minor. I sometimes I have to adjust it because of my very, very, very small range mm-hmm. <laughs> for singing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I usually know how I want to voice it, whether it's an open tuning or whatever. And then I start to build around whatever that is. Whatever the nugget is is usually either the opening line of the song or the chorus. Mm-hmm. So then I start to ask the questions. Well. You know, who is, who's speaking? What is the song about? You know, all the WH questions. Totally. Um, and then start to flesh it out. Is this a story song? Is this a social protest song? Is this a liturgical song? And start experimenting with that. And then I usually am quick to finish a chorus, quick to finish a first verse, and then I am at a complete stop. Mm-hmm. Stop. Like, I can be, I have a song that I was at a complete stop for two years with. Mm. I had a verse and a chorus, and I just, I didn't know what else to do with mm. it. And I played it for people. I'm like, where am I going? Yeah. And sometimes it takes another person. You know, like I have some, like Stacy Byer, who mm-hmm. you've had on your show, mm-hmm. has been somebody that I call and I sing into my phone. And she says, oh, I know what comes next. And mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And it's brilliant. <laughs> and it's fabulous. And, yeah. um, and we've written a couple songs together. Oh, that's cool. So one of my songwriting heroes is Dar Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been to another, a number of retreats mm-hmm. that she's done. And it sounds simple and silly, but she calls it taking it for a walk. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're sitting you know, with your head in your hands at your desk or at your guitar or your keyboard or whatever, she's like, go outside. Yeah. Like start walking around, start humming it as you're, as you're walking. Mm. And you'd be surprised sometimes, you know, changing the space or actually moving or, mm-hmm. you know, just being in a different place can help sort of unblock nice. stuff. Yeah. Um, 
so I do do that. I do. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm like the crazy lady walking in the neighborhood mm-hmm. singing to myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it is actually really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Any other um, just advice that you might give from your own experience to songwriters out there listening? Yeah, it's find a community. Um, find some trusted friends mm-hmm. that you can play things for and bounce things off of. And um, I think that's really important that, you know, you may think it's fabulous. <laughs> right. But like uh, Dan Nichols, I made my second album with him. He said, have you beta tested this song? That mm-hmm. was like a, a phrase that he used. And I really yeah. like that phrase. Like, yeah. That, have you played it for an audience? Have you mm-hmm. played it for your friends? Have you played it for other songwriters? Mm-hmm. I think it's important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be open and not so worried about like, if you make a mistake, just, uh-huh. just to try things and, and, but get like valued feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Yeah. So, um, Last summer, correct yes. me if I'm wrong, yeah. you held um, your first ever songwriting retreat, correct? So I was part of this group called Kesher Sheer uh, that Rosalie Boxed put together. Mm-hmm. That was, um, it was uh, the meeting of uh, songwriters and cantors to create new liturgical music. And it happened over, I think it was two and a half years, mm-hmm. um, where we would meet to retreat periodically and work on... and. Music and there was like, I, I can't even tell you the the number of songs that were written. There were eight of us, mm-hmm. and it was like opening a floodgate. Wow. Um, and again, you know, some of them were great, some of them were good, and some of them not so good. But that you know, it's part of the process. Mm-hmm. And um, and that ended. It was I think it was on a grant, mm-hmm. and um, I thought, well, I think people are interested in doing this. Um, so let me just sort of throw out a fishing line and see what happens. And so there were 18 of us last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we met in a Buddhist retreat center in New Hampshire cool. in the woods. Mm. Um, and um, I put together a program where there was there was some learning, you know, cooperative learning that mm-hmm. people offered. There were uh, there was prayer, mm-hmm. there was sharing of music, and there was writing time. Mm-hmm. And that's the premise for the whole thing. Nice. That's basically that um, people who are writing Jewish music get together and 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 see what happens and cool. be in support of each other. Mm-hmm. The other piece of it is that I have a recording engineer that comes in. Mm. So you have an opportunity to record um, with Eric Kilburn, who's at Wellspring Studios in in the Boston area. Wow. Um, And so in order to, that, that's another piece of it. And most people wanted to record. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I suppose we could have another <laughs> recording mm-hmm. engineer come or something. Then it becomes cost prohibitive. And I've been really conscious about keeping it affordable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really important to me that it's affordable to people. Mm-hmm. Can you give us an example of what a, what a, a schedule might yeah, be like? Yeah, like a day. Sure. Um, so in the obviously we eat three meals a day plus lots of snacks because we're Jews mm-hmm. and that's what we do. <laughs> Um, so in the morning there would be um, morning tefillah mm-hmm. run by um, the participants. Mm-hmm. Um, then I usually do um, so. Julie Platt Warwick is a friend of mine who came last year and is coming back this year. She's a laughter yoga therapist. Mm. And um, she's doing some things that are a little out of the box to sort of 
open people's creativity mm-hmm. a little bit, including moving, as we've talked about yeah. several times. Yeah, yeah. And I can also um, see that being like an icebreaker. She does icebreakers and she yeah. get everyone comfortable with one another. Yeah. I mean, just, just kind of breaking down barriers so that people feel um, comfortable. Um, so Julie and I usually plan like a morning program based on that. It might be like analyzing a piece of music or, or talking about a particular area of songwriting or, and we create a program together. Then everybody would sort of go off on their, um, on their free time to go and do their songwriting. Mm -hmm. Um, in the afternoon, there would be some classes offered by the participants. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there would be um, this, the songwriting input circle, which I call my two shekels. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. Just my two shekels. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, some more free time for songwriting. But after that, we would do um, evening tefillah. And mm-hmm. then we have like an open stage where people can share music. Cool. No critique, just yeah. Share whatever they want, they, whether they've written it or whether they it's something they want to share. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, lots of Trader Joe snacks. and mm-hmm. it's all <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Maybe that's a little honey for, whiskey. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying that there's yeah. honey whiskey, but there's honey whiskey. <laughs> um, well, um, I've got a lightning round. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. You can't see oh. Sue right now, but <laughs> her eyes closed. She's breathing. Oh, God. (laughs) So it starts easy. I just want you to give me one word answers just for fun. First thing that pops in your mind. Is there a Rorschach test at the end? There's no Rorschach. No, no. Okay. Okay. It starts easy, gets progressively whatever. Funnier. I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) All right. Let's start easy. What's your favorite breakfast cereal? Uh, Life. Life. Yes. We can give you some because that's Hadar's favorite, too. (laughs) What's the last song you listened to? So on my way down here, I was listening to a bunch of new CDs that I got, and I just got a new CD from the Levins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I couldn't tell you what song it is, but I was listening to their album on the way down. Fair enough. That's yeah, cool. And it's fabulous. What's your most used emoji? <laughs> the thumbs up. <laughs> nice. Who would play you in your biopic? <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, God, I hope it would be somebody like Bette Midler. Nice. Yeah. I like that. She's got that, <laughs> that um, sassiness. Little, yeah, a little yeah. sassy. I know. I like that. What's the song you're embarrassed to love? <gasps> Anything by Barry Manilow or John Denver. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and I love all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the song that you wish you wrote? Ooh, The Prayer. Nice. Which, oh my God, what a delicious piece yeah. of music that is. Of course. It's fantastic. Yeah. I want to thank you. Yeah, I want to thank you me. too. <laughs> it's been fun. a real pleasure. I hope this is like the beginning of, yeah. of a deeper relationship. I think we actually have sort of a kinship. Because there's the something about write. the way we write yeah. and the ideas that are floating through our head. And also just like, I feel like our tr- artistic evolution also um, so, I feel like so yeah. let's write something okay. together okay I'm down it's seriously co-writing is, is, <laughs> is my jam all right the next song I write I'm gonna send it to you okay all right all right fair enough <laughs> um seriously Sue a million thanks for coming oh, and being pleasure. here it's such a pleasure to chat uh, chat with you yes, and you uh, too. let's do it again yes this is peace song by Sue Horowitz Peace of
across the mighty waters Peace to all your sons and daughters Write it in a rainbow across the sky Peace across the thunderous mountains Peace through lines and walls and bastions Write it in a rainbow across the sky And we will not wait for change And we will not wait for change And we will not wait for change To come around Peace through morning's yellow rays And peace that evening's purple haze Ride it in a rainbow across the sky Peace throughout your holy lands And peace to those who understand Ride it in a rainbow across the sky And we will not wait for change And we will not wait for change And we will not wait for change to come around oh, 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 Peace through politics and isms Peace to all of those imprisoned Riding in a rainbow across the sky Find it in your righteous stories Don't be fooled by dreams of glory Ride it in a rainbow across the sky And we will not wait for change And we for change and we will not wait for change to come around oh 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 That's it for this episode of Jewish Songwriter. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Jewish Songwriter is produced by Sheldon Lowe, edited by Ben Mazak of Industrial Strength Productions in St. Louis, Missouri, and distributed by Hallelujah Music. Until next time, keep writing out there, and thanks for listening. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.